Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Self-Improvement Podcast, starring myself, Dalton Cox, and your boy, Ian. So, to start off today's podcast, today's going to be an introduction podcast. And the main question for today is, what is self-improvement? It's mm. a good question. Um... First thing we gotta address is that it is something you should want. It is not something that other people would want for you. You should expect that you wanna build a desire for it. And what it is is... What self-improvement is... Well, I kind of want to go off of what you were saying. It's like Ian was saying, it's not about other people. It's about you. You're not improving for other people. You're improving for yourself. Mm. And before you can before you can use an external motivation, you have to use an internal motivation. Absolutely. Really. And, you know, later on on your path, External motivators are great, they're fantastic, but that shouldn't be your foundation. Exactly. But l- let's let's really um, answer this question. So, for me, self-improvement is, again, it's a desire to improve what what's going on in your life, whether that's your thinking, your food, your health. Uh, your skills, the way you talk to people, improving it from where it is to where you want it to be. And besides starting with a desire that is intrinsic or internal, another thing is you have to assess where you are before you can improve. Yeah, so whether you're a multi-millionaire or you're living in a box asking for spare change, you need to assess your situation and find the areas where you can improve. And my theory about this entire self-improvement thing is that every day you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Right, because if, if you're not getting better, you're not changing the only person that you can change, which is yourself. Mm. You can complain about how you want the world to be different, but you can't change other people, so that's kind of where you have to start all the, all the time, always. You have to start with yourself, um, and you do that by taking ownership that you haven't been doing that, but now you, you're gonna. So coming from that place of ownership, so so far we, we we talked about just just kind of like outlining what what we're talking about. Three rules are one it has to be a desire that means something to you, not not other people. It has to be internal. Two, uh, help me out here, Dalton. Two. Um, it's about taking ownership. Mm-hmm. So, when you think think of it like that, 
you have to ask yourself, are the problems in my life really because of other people? Like, for instance, in school, is the reason why you're not doing so good in your classes really because of your teachers? Mm-hmm. Or is it because of your dedication to the class, to learning, to being better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking, looking at your situation accurately, which is the, the next rule, rule number three, is you got to look at your situation accurately. Um, because if you can't, you can't even measure your progress. Uh, so as you're improving, you have to have a clear goal that is measurable. And that's something we actually have been working on for months through our uh, mastermind, which we will not get too deep into because we'll have another episode on that. But we, we are very big on being able to measure what you're doing so that you can improve increment after increment. So, uh, improving, because so, if you're not, you're going to deteriorate. Back to, you know, why improve yourself. It's, for me at least, I've noticed that once I've, once I came onto this path and faced these challenges that I set up for myself and you know, struggled a little bit here and there, I realized the gratification I received and, you know, getting a little more scientific, the serotonin and dopamine I felt. Why, why did you feel that? I, I'm not exactly sure, but something that I did, I have noticed, is that when... I put challenges in front of myself during the day and I overcome those challenges. Other minuscule things in life don't seem to be that difficult or burdensome anymore. And I feel happier overall Mm. and and more at peace with myself. So achievement is important to your happiness is I think what we're trying to say here. And I agree, Uh, it's not everything. You know, I used to think that, but as I grew older, um, I started to learn that achievement isn't anything. But it is a key part, in my opinion, to living a complete, like, happy life. You need to set goals and achieve those goals. Not all the time, but the process of doing that is going to contribute a lot to your happiness. If you ever uh, heard that Miley Cyrus song... Which one? The one where she's like, it's the climb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, uh-huh. it's not that's about that's what's that's on the other side, guys. It's about the climb. The climb. The climb of improving yourself. Mm. And it's going to feel like a climb. Uh, because fundamentally you're changing. Uh, and, and you're getting clearer. And you're owning up to when you don't hit your goals, and when you do, um, you're also enjoying that. And other things that you're gonna find beneficial that come from improving yourself are, uh, is that you're gonna have better relationships with people, all kinds of relationships. Um, 
because when both parties are on the same page and both want to improve themselves and the relationship, then that is going to yield a much healthier, uh, long-lasting relationship. So that's another big reason for uh, a lot of the people that listen to this, uh, because I, I'm assuming, you know, you're someone that's maybe in high school, even in middle school, maybe you're a little bit older, you're in college. Um, but that's another big component we, we wanted to kind of mention here. Yeah, and I just want to throw in that your situation doesn't matter. Not saying that, you know, you don't matter and, you know, whatever you're going through isn't important. But what I am saying is it doesn't matter if you're black, you're white, you're Asian, you're from Syria. It, it doesn't matter if you're born from poverty or from riches, if you're enabled or your parents are strict or if they have no control over you or don't discipline you at all, anybody can improve. Mm. And a great example of this is this man named David Goggins. I read his book called Can't Hurt Me. I'm actually in my second read through because I just love it so much. Hmm. His story is just incredible. And I'm not going to get too too deep into it, but just a little snippet about it is you know, he's he's a black male and he live he grew up in a racist neighborhood, a racist town, school, and struggled through poverty and struggled with education as well. By his 12th, 11th and 12th year in high school, or grade, sorry, his junior and senior year. 12 years in high school, man. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would have already dropped out, but... Back to, back to David Goggins. Yeah, so by his junior and senior year, he only had a third grade reading level. But, you know, once he found his purpose, what he wanted to do and realized that he had to take ownership and have accountability and improve himself, he was able to really cram and pass high school. Because mm. how can you pass high school with a third grade reading level? Really? But he was able to do it. So that's just to show that it doesn't matter where you are or where you're from. You can overcome your obstacles. Mm. That's through self-improvement. And it's going to start off really slow. But rest assured, because there's something called the compound effect. And as you start, you're going to move at a certain pace, you know, pretty slow. But as you learn new things, you're going to learn how to learn faster how to implement better, how to measure your goals better, how to have more accountability. So those things that you're learning are actually going to be cumulative. They're going to compound even. And the rate at which you get results from uh, improving yourself in, in however many ways you choose is only uh, going to increase. It's like getting a job at McDonald's. You know, at first when you get there, you don't know what's going on, man. It's... It's crazy in there. Mm. 
you got all these different combinations and foods you have to make and cook and all these rules mm-hmm. and it's going to take a while to get a hang of it but over time after a few weeks months years however long you're gonna get a hang of it and you're gonna get pretty good at it too mm. uh, yeah th- that goes that applies to everything but that's uh, that's a decent example um, I guess another example uh, I'll give you a business example so let's say you have a new product and you don't know if it's gonna work you, even though you know you've done your research you think it's gonna work you haven't really tested it you test it once, it fails, you change a little bit of the sales copy or you change the video, you tweak it a little bit in your ads and then you try again and it works a little better and you saw where you need to improve it. So now you have a more like focused area to improve and then you focus on that and then the next one does three times better and finally after that process of trial and error, these lessons compound and the result is that your video performs optimally and you get a bunch of clicks and sales from it. Uh, so that happens because this is a process of um, figuring out momentum, creating momentum for yourself. And then that momentum compounds and you get even more momentum. So. That's the way I like to think of it. Yeah, so the thing with learning a new skill is it usually takes about, what did we say, three weeks? 21 days, three weeks, same thing. Before yeah. it becomes a habit. Mm. So, I'm sorry, I said skill, I meant, I meant practice. Practice, yeah. And then you'll start doing it by second nature. You won't even have to think about it. And that's one example of how things can compound. Well, like let's say you want to be a good TikTok maker. So you have to figure out, okay, so how do I make these thumbnails look good? Mm. Work on it for a few weeks. Okay, so this is what I need. That's the habit you establish. Then it's, you know, what's the hook in the beginning that's gonna keep these people coming to my video? And then you learn, you know, different things to attach people to your video mm-hmm. basically over time you're going to learn more and more skills that are become going to become habits and eventually you'll just grow exponentially mm. if you think of like an exponential graph that's what it's like start off slow and then you hit the knee and then your, your results shoot up so that's what we're talking about the compound effect but I think that describes it pretty well um, so knowing all this, the compound effects or effect, why you want to improve yourself and why this can work for anyone and everyone, we wanted to quickly go over and cover if, if you feel good at this point, we can go ahead and cover the, the various, the four main pillars really, um, or themes that we'll be covering hopefully over, uh, the coming months and, and entire year. So the first pillar we have, it's a four-pillar system, is education. Now, in this education pillar, we're going to talk about how to learn independently. You know, 
touching on topics about finding your why, creating a learning schedule, finding resources, sharing a story. Then we're going to talk a little bit about school subject. We, we took for granted that you could learn from if you're still in school and how that can relate to other parts of education in your life. Mm. Then we're going to speak about how to retain information long-term. And we're going to review topics on note-taking ta- tactics. Um, a story of mine of something I've learned about taking notes on something you already know. And Ian, something he's learned from his book. The Owner's Manual for the Brain. Uh, I'm going to cover how to retain information uh, based on research from, from that book. Uh, it's written by a PhD, so there's a lot of good information I want to be sharing with you um, as we move forward. And we're going to go and dive into the investment mindset, the power of investment. You know, thinking about yourself as a corporate company, and we're going to talk a little bit about personal experiences with investing. Then we're going to get into debt-free education. You want to talk a little bit about that, about that Ian? Yeah, so that's free education. Uh, I wanted to, you know, add it to the list of things that we're going to cover because as I researched about, you know, college tuitions um, and and getting yourself higher level education, there's a lot of misinformation, unfortunately, even from our school counselors. Now this is going to sound controversial, and that's fine because... There are things that we we don't know, I didn't know, that I'm still learning um, about how finance ties in with your education. So I wanted to include like a financial piece in there for you guys. Yeah, so after we talk about that, we're going to dedicate an episode to working for education over working for money. And then lastly, we're going to talk about what traditional education doesn't teach. A lot, so we're still working that one out. Um, but I wanna, in in that episode, in that coming episode, I wanna put more attention on things in your life that most people, you know, don't tell you about that you eventually neglect because they're not really at the core of what school teaches. Um, regardless of whose fault that is, it doesn't matter because we're here to take ownership. Uh, with that last one's gonna be uh, fun. Now something pretty cool that we're gonna be doing every other episode is we're gonna be taking people onto the podcast and interviewing them. And that way not only can you guys learn from their stories of how you know they've educated themselves or how that's contri- contributed to their lives, but we're also gonna learn a little bit from that and uh, be able to improve ourselves as well. Yeah, so we're going to bring people that we know, people that we don't know, business owners, educators. It'll be a lot of fun. Next, we're... uh, (laughs) Sorry. So, these pillars are going to be quarterly, given out quarterly throughout the year. Hmm. That's going to be a little weird because of the time that we're starting now, but it's going to be about a three-month process per pillar. And so, the second pillar we're going to get into is purpose. And there's a lot that goes into purpose. I'll tell you that. Uh, but one of the bigger things is knowing where you want to end up in the future, really. And then using tools like journaling, 
uh, time management, the honest assessment, feedback, and and tying that even with education, how you can use education to further your purpose. So that's that might be something that we'll cover. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it for purpose. Would you like to add anything, Dalton? No, I think you. Nailed that one. <laughs> As always, man. I'm always on my purpose. Then we're going to have a pillar for leadership, which is something I'm very passionate about. Um, you know, things that I've learned from investment books, personal experiences that, you know, we're going to talk about. Ian's going to share some of his, but I'm going to take the lead <laughs> on this one. I'm not going to dive into it too much here, but, you know, we we're still see. working it out. Uh, we'll keep it above with you guys because um, this is an idea that we're so excited about. We're so excited about serving you guys that we just kind of dove in, planned out kind of the first two pillars. Uh, and we have a lot of ideas, though, for leadership, like, like Dalton mentioned, extreme ownership, uh, giving stories from his life because uh, he has he has a, a great... Uh, Backstory, which will be the next episode. We'll talk more about our backstories, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, he'll be sharing a lot of personal experience um, and a lot of the skills that he learned in, in books he read about leadership, such as yeah, uh, establishing relation, good relationships. You know, um, being honest, and you know, which helps with relationships and trust. Mm-hmm. You know, taking ownership. Of pretty much everything that goes around you, that happens with you and your team, the hierarchy of of priorities when it comes to your team. You know, having humility and subordinating your ego, mm. and uh, balancing that dichotomies that you face in life, and and much more, mm. much more. And these ideas come from top authors um, such as. Jocko Willink, a retired Navy SEAL officer who served for 20 years and did a, what's it called, a tour? A tour or a, there's a certain word when you get sent out from the military to serve in a certain place. I can't remember the name for it. It's not tour, but a tour is similar to it. An exped. No. No. All right. It's all right. It, it I'm not matter. in the military, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he went to a pretty rugged area with lots of enemy contact and firefights, and you know where people's lives, where people lost lives. In high, high pressure situations. Yeah. And he had to learn leadership. Yep. Yep. And now he, after his 20 years of service, he's started a business to teach people how to apply these principles in life and in business, which happens to be the next pillar we're going to talk about. Excellent segue. <laughs> business, uh, this is something I'm passionate about personally because as you will uh, learn more about me in the next episode when it comes to what I do, my story, where I'm at right now, um, I have a passion for music. Uh, been going at it for years and at one point I realized well you know going back to the pillars I was educating myself right I knew my purpose and 
I was developing personal leadership where I was leading myself, right? Managing my emotions, waking up on time, installing these habits. Um, but then suddenly I realized, oh, the business piece was missing. So that's why we added this fourth pillar, so crucial, because if you don't know how to sell and market what you want, then how are you ever going to be able to do what you want? Like this is, this is going to accelerate everything you want. If you want something and you're able to put it out and then you're, you can market it and you can sell it to people, um, then I feel like you figured out a big part of life. And I'm still, you know, figuring, figuring that out. I'm not perfect in business, but I have invested five figures plus into it. And there's a lot that I learned and I, and I want to share these gems with you guys. Right? How can you find people that care about what you're doing and then how can you sell it? How can you communicate that um, in an effective manner so that you're helping more people but you're also making more money? Yeah, so going back to the, you know, what is self-improvement, I just wanted to add really quick because we didn't really talk about this, but I think it's really important is finding your why. See, when I was in development for Air Force Special Warfare, my developer told us that we needed to figure out our why. Because when we go through the pipeline, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. And we're going to want to quit. So you have to find the reason that you don't. And that's so true in so many things in life, especially in self-improvement. Like we were talking about earlier, it has to be internal. And... Yeah. Yeah. For sure, finding your why. Um, I want to talk about this more. I was reading... No, I was watching a video. It was a book summary of, of a book I want to read. Uh, but sometimes I just like to get a feeler before I buy the book. Um, and there's a, there's a book called The Dip. The Dip. And it talks about how quitting is sometimes okay, but you can't quit if it's not strategic quitting. Now that goes against mm. a lot of what people think, but what does strategic quitting look like? It's not quitting. That's the thing. Strategic mm. quitting isn't quitting. Okay. It's finding a different path to your... That's, that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, keep, keep going. So I read this in that leadership book, and, you know, a problem that the SEALs would have is that they would rush into this building that was barricaded down. There was a guy at the end of the hallway barricaded down with a machine gun, a heavy machine gun. And as SEALs, this was a training exercise, and as SEALs would push through the door, they get mauled down by the paintball machine gun. And so he'd send two more, and he sent two more, and he sent two more until everybody, including himself, was, quote, or not quote, but dead, mm. per se. And so he kept doing this. And, and so what Jocko did is, is he took him aside and he's like, well, you have to look for another way. And the SEAL attitude is never give up. Keep going, keep going, never give up. That's what they, that's what BUDS is all about is, you know, 
they put you through excruciating pain and torment and mental torture to see if you have the will to not give up. So when you talk to a seal and say you can't just keep pushing your guys in there, you have to give up that strategy. Mm. You're not giving up the overall mission. Mm. Yeah. You're just finding a different path to achieve it. And so that's it. Yeah. Cause in the dip, there are three kind of curves for progress as I understood it. Uh, there's one where it's very stagnant, very flat. And then there's one, I forgot what it was, forgot what it was called, but it's like very, very, it's just a plateau basically, but it's not very exciting up and down. Um, but then there's another one. The second one is called the cliff where you see a lot of progress, but then it's a cliff. You fall mm. like crash, burn, most horrible thing. But then there's the other one. It's called the dip where you start off, you're really excited, but then you dip, right? You start, you stop getting excited. The work is getting hard. But the reason it's called a dip is because you're not going to stay there. Because when you're there, that's, that's your, you're paying your dues. And then at the top, if you keep going along the uh, x-axis, then the curve is going to spike up. And that, that is where you want to be. But to get there, you're going to have to go through the dip. You have to push through the dip. So the idea is you have to know whether you're in a dip or uh, if it's just a plateau that leads nowhere. Uh, I forgot what the word was for it, but it's the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. It's not the goal. It's the strategy. Like a lot of, I talk with a lot of prospects, and I'm like, hey, why haven't you hit your goal? And then instead of taking ownership, unfortunately, and those are bad fits, I don't work with these people. Sometimes they say that their dreams are not possible. And I'm like, no, look, real world example of people actually doing it. Why are you believing this? Sometimes they change, sometimes they don't. So it's not that their dreams are the problem, they're not. It's their thinking, their strategy. So when you have these strategies for improving yourself, then there's there's every reason in the world for you to believe that this will work because it will. Yeah, so some of the stuff we talk about might not work for you and you may not see progress. You may see some progress, but then like Ian was saying, it plateaus. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't mean you should give up improving yourself, but you can find a new strategy to do so, to improve yourself. Mm. And you're going to get an abundance of strategies here. So, yeah, uh, those are the pillars. And I feel like we covered a lot here. Next episode is going to be us giving you guys a little bit more information about where we come from, what really got us started, um, and how we ended up here. And then after we talk about that, we're going to dive in to the first pillar of education and the first subtopic how to learn independently that's gonna be a lot of fun but hey guys stay tuned and we'll talk to you in the next episode